0: Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Match It and the Other Guy and as ever my good friend Kevin and I are sitting outside my home on the sunny, beautifully clear banks of Lake Wiley in Charlotte, North Carolina. Kevin, how are you today? I'm pretty
1: good. I'm pretty good. I think the the uh, listener's gotten
0: used to us giving a weather report <laughs> to start these days. Well, it's, but, the, uh, I, it's the passing of the seasons. Yes, yes. And we're, today's we're, one of the nicest days on the porch we've had in a while. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about the humidity in Charlotte because I'm sure our gentle listener is sick to the back teeth of my doing so. But oh, we'll be back in a couple of days anyway. But right now we've got a respite
1: and it is very nice out it's here. It's beautiful. It really is. We couldn't ask for better. What are we talking about today? Well, there's uh there's coming an anniversary here in August of twenty twenty one. It's a forty year anniversary. Okay. You may not know exactly what I'm talking about just yet, but I can I can sum it up in three letters. All right. MTV. MTV. MTV wow. this month celebrates forty years. Well that's that's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the uh, where were you kind of thing going back 40 years ago.
0: Yes, well, you start us off. Where were you 40 years ago and what was happening?
1: Well, I had just moved, we've covered it a few times. I just moved down to Florida, and that was our, my first summer down there. But really, a lot of people um, kind of think that MTV launched and it was this huge thing nationwide, and it wasn't. Okay. When it launched, I think it was pretty much only in the New York market. So people have these grandiose memories of oh I remember that you know or, and and The the real fact is it had a very small market when it launched and it had to go through these syndications of connecting into these cable systems. Right. So it kind of got off to a really unauspicious start and there was, you know, technical difficulties and they had problems with the videos at first, I think, hour and stuff like that. And a lot of that, you know, again, thanks to YouTube and stuff, you can go back and and watch it and archive and see see what, what happened. You know, it was probably at least a year, maybe more, before we actually got it, where we lived. Yes. What we were starting to find out around that same time, you know, the idea of the video was starting to kind of show up, and when you could get one, you could get one. And there was a, a network called Nickelodeon, which is still, you still know, around, know, very oh, yeah. well known. Yeah. And at that time, I forgot if this was like the 7.30 uh, show leading into the 8 o'clock, or maybe it was the 7 o'clock show leading, leading into the 7.30 show. Okay. And they would play a video in yeah. between. And it would always kind of tend to be like Adamant's Goody Two Shoes, or it would be Billy Joel's Pressure. (laughs) I remember those two being like the two main ones. But it was so, you stayed after the show because you knew there's probably going to play a video. Yeah. And the other opportunities you had prior to us getting the MTV channel was Friday night videos on, I think it was the USA Network. Okay. Don't quote me on that. That was a big deal. And I still remember one night, I dragged the mattress off my bed, set it on the floor with my TV, and I was like, you know, I'm camping out for the night, and yeah. I'm going to watch all of Friday night videos, which I'm sure I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, one—I mean, sure, there's a ton of them. And the one I remember was Hall & Family Man yeah. playing that first night I watched it or something like that. But And then I couldn't tell you the date or when it happened, but all of a sudden, one day, you know, it clicked over, and there's MTV
0: on our system. So, how about in England? Do you a recall? groundbreaking moment. Well, I don't think we had MTV in England at the launch. Now, I may be wrong at that. And again, I keep going back to my childhood, and um, the limited number of, of, of channels that we had. So we most certainly didn't have an MTV channel. Um, some of it may have been played through Channel 4 a little later. Uh, But I don't recall our having a launch of MTV in the same way that it happened in the States. Uh, But I do know, just through interest in TV and and media and music, what a groundbreaking moment it was in the United States when that happened. But my MTV story, which, again, gentle listeners, you know I never know what we're going to be talking about, so this is just completely off the bat. Uh, My MTV story came much, much later in life when I was working with Speed Channel here in Charlotte, And it was a time when BMW had their own Formula One team. It was basically BMW Sauber. Oh yeah. And BMW were doing an event, a promotional event in Las Vegas, in the car park of the convention center. And the Formula One team was gonna be there and um, a very young Graham Rayhall was also there to drive the show car. and Basically it was just driving up and down the car park, which is a big car park in Las Vegas as you can remember, parking lot I should say in the States, doing a donut, lots of tire smoke coming back down doing tire smoke and it was just a demonstration run. But at the time BMW had a connection with Sirius radio for installation into the cars and BMW, through speed, asked me to attend the event um, as the resident American Formula One expert, which I was very happy to do, so I did. And on the serious side was a chap I'd never really heard of or talked to before called Mark Goodman. Yep. Mark Goodman, one of the first VJs on MTV. One of the first five, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we got on famously. He knew absolutely nothing about motor racing, and I don't think really had a great deal of interest to find out very much. It wasn't his thing. And um, I knew all but nothing whatsoever about Sirius Radio and or MTV. But um, during the course of those two or three days that we were in Vegas, we got on very well with each other, went out to dinner, and, had great fun, but oh. that was my unintended connection to, uh, to what we're talking about today. Yeah, it was, it was a great fun moment. Well, a story I never knew. I never knew you'd met one of the original VJs, yeah. video jockeys yeah. as they
1: were dubbed.
0: Yeah. And I do remember Graham Rahul was very thrilled to be there to drive, to drive the show car. And uh, I got on very well with Graham, too. And, of course, later on in his... IndyCar career, we often mention that and uh, going talking about the Vegas event. But um, my other overrided memory of that event was if memory serves, it was in January, and I never gave any consideration to just how cold it can be in Las Vegas in January. Uh, I always just think it's in the middle of the desert, therefore it's yeah. going to be warm. Wrong could not be more wrong, and uh, it was it was more than very cold it actually reminded me of being in silverstone at times it was that cold but wow yeah, yeah. great. i've fun. never been so i don't have any uh i'm not reference. Uh, i'm not complaining about it It was a great fun event and all these years later thank you to to both the bmw and to sirius radio for hosting that event and for asking me along and uh, by extension for introducing me to mark goodman very good very good I think uh,
1: if memory serves, Mark was actually the very first one on air. When they when they launched that first hour, I think he was uh, taking the reins. He was a
0: very easy to get along with chap. And I know he's still at Sirius, uh, still working at Sirius and uh, living in New York. And a couple of times, not long after that event in Vegas, whenever I was in New York, we would get together and go out for dinner. So it was kind of fun. Yeah, oh, Very good. Yeah. Good yeah, chap. Never,
1: I never knew. Yeah. I never knew. Yeah, the original five were uh, Mark Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, J.J. Jackson, Nina Blackwood, and Martha Quinn. Well done. <laughs>
0: oh, it's, it's part You're of the childhood. You're definitely our MTV expert, there.
1: Well, the funny thing about you know, and people love to have you know trivia questions and stuff like that. And the, the, always the most popular trivia question related to this is, "What was the first video ever played?" And do you remember that? No, again, I never got to see it. It was uh, "Video Killed the Radio Star" by the Buggles. Yes. Now, most people know that one. If you really want to have fun with somebody... <laughs> well, this guy didn't at, Well, <laughs> if you're ever in a situation and something like trivia comes up, ask, what was the second video ever played on MTV? Because that's when people really draw a blank yeah. and look at you with blank stares. And you know this, I, I, can, I well, can tell. Well, I've, I've done my research right. and such like that. And I, I found this years ago because I was curious myself. Actually, it was Pat Benatar's You Better Run. Okay. Yeah and that first, in fact you can go on like Wikipedia or wherever YouTube now and find like the first hour and, and see all the ones they played of course they were kind of scrounging what they could I mean there was not this vast library to pick from yes and some yeah. of them are pretty
0: darn obscure and that's a good point because it was the it was the commencement of the video industry yeah frankly, I mean people have been making crazy. them I mean you, yeah the queen had done them in the yeah. late
1: 70s I mean there was oddball reasons that they existed and a lot of them tended to be i think concert footage it was now very easy to record something in a concert all
0: artists had to do it yeah I mean, oh, you had to do it
1: once this happened yeah but you know as as we've often if you know the listener room we always tend to work our way around with the young ones but you know they always talk about cliff richard and the yeah. young ones which i would have never had a clue who he was that was like not the eighth video ever played was cliff richard on, on M T V now really? I'd have to go back and watch it and I don't know if they've ever played another one, but it's there in the, the archives. And the the other one that I found funny was there's a there was I guess a group called PhD. Okay. And they did a song called Little Susie's on the on the Up, which I know from Tesla. The band Tesla okay. did that song and it's my favorite Tesla song. I have like their greatest hits and, and you know, they're known for modern day cowboy. They were a metal, kind of a harder metal rockin' band. Modern day cowboy love song was their huge, huge big hit. Uh, but I always liked Little Susie. And then I saw some special about MTV, you know, number of years ago. And again, I think they played the first hour including the, the, the technical difficulties, including the original commercials. So you kind of see what it was like. And there was, there was that song I was like, well, I had no idea that was a remake. You learn something as you, as you go, but yeah.
0: uh, and, and how long did you remain a passionate viewer of MTV? it 's almost hard to say what a
1: big impact that had yeah it 's kind of like trying to explain what a big thing Star Wars was in77 right wow it, yeah. this was huge, I mean yeah. in my age, you know you got to think I was twelve when it launched, but again, it was probably, I was probably thirteen or fourteen before I got it, you know in our house where we could watch it, but I remember. Getting ready for high school, and when I woke up, that was the first thing I clicked on the TV and yeah you kind I kind of remember it's a fond memory of early mornings getting ready for school with these videos because they kind of played the same ones you know too and even though they, this was years you know, a few years down the road and there was much more. but like I could always associate getting ready for school with either Kansas's Fight Fire with Fire video or okay. Rubber Plant's Big Log yeah or um, she works hard for the money with Donna Summer. Those just I think were always kinda on in the morning, you know, for some reason. Mm-hmm. I just associate those three with my getting ready. Yeah. And you would just could you could veg out and watch them for hours or while you're doing your homework, you just may put it on and it would play. But this was back in the early golden days when they played videos, when that was the thing, that was the channel,
0: it would be just Multiple videos when they MTV, you mean the channel when was MTV dedicated. was yeah. MTV when MTV was MTV and it was a magical time. Yeah. I, mean, I said earlier on I can't really recall MTV being on the TV in England unless it was via Channel Four. But that line from the Dire Straits song, "I I want my MTV," which was. Sting on vocals wasn't it on that yeah. track? Yeah, that's kind of that, and that sticks with me. My being my like first exposure to it, thinking, well, you know, what is this MTV thing of which they talk? Uh, so I don't think it was um, current in England at all. Again, gentle listener, I may be wrong, and I just missed it by doing other stuff like working. But I know it was a massive thing in the states, and it's clearly from what you've told me, Kevin, this morning. It was a very big part of your life. Oh yeah. Well, actually, going back,
1: the I want my MTV. You go back a couple of years they kind of kicked in a campaign to get it on the local channels because they, the cable company, uh, your local cable provider, had to decide whether it's worth paying, I guess the rights or fees or whatever. Sure, okay. They started this huge campaign of call your local cable company and tell them I want my MTV. Hence the line. Hence the line. And if you go back now, and, and you, could, you could again find these two, there were tons of these things that they recorded with famous artists the police were one, Uh, Cindy Lauper was one, Uh, Pete Townsend, uh, I believe Mick Jagger did one, and they would interject them in commercial times, and it was like, call your local cable company and tell them, and everybody did their own spin on it. Like, I think the police one, they've got this telephone receiver, and this wiggly cord, but it's not connected to anything, so the cord's flipping in the wind, you know, as they're saying, and they're shaking it real hard, you know, call your cable company and say, and then y'all jump in, I want my empty, oh, I remember Billy Idol did one gives this famous, you know, fist pump, you know, and they did little graphics kind of over it to
0: make it kind of look edgier. But it was a whole campaign. Well, there you go. You've you've taught me something this morning. I we always, I always learn from you when we have these uh, these conversations. You'd never heard of that story of of my uh, uh, events in in uh, in Las Vegas at the convention center, but I never knew that the line "I want my MTV" came from that campaign. No, it, it never occurred to me. And I, you know, you got to wonder. Kind of how it came up in the recording
1: session of and it And it's like, were they like, well, let's call our buddy Sting. He actually recorded one of those. Maybe he'll do a vocal for us or something like yeah. that. That'd it, been an interesting discussion of how it became. Dyer Straits is a good way of leading into this. I mean, a lot of those videos were groundbreaking. Yeah. And that was one of them because it was, that video was essentially mostly all computer generated with those kind of boxy characters moving around. Yes, I think that yeah, was sure. very, yeah. very cutting edge for its time.
0: Absolutely it was sure yeah I mean video graphics was in absolute infancy
1: yeah and then I mean you'd have the videos like you started with you know on the first you know year of them whatever and a lot of it was concert footage or it was very much a shot in the studio or kind of made to look like an alley of just the band you know and nothing's like you know all the electric guitars aren't even have chords connected right. to anything because <laughs> you're lip syncing anyway. <laughs> And, but then you started getting into the artistry of, of people, you know, our groups or whatever, hiring someone to direct it. And, you know, the AHA video where it's Take On Me, yep. where it's all the pencil, the moving pencil sketch. Yeah. And then, you know, it flips around and it's the, the actual image of the, the person looking through the mirror. And, and, you know, that was such a big artistic Achievement in and, sure. and videos. Then they kind of started becoming, becoming little movies. Now, some of them were still just doing, let's get it in the can, get it out the door, get it on MTV, we don't care. And then there was, you know, you got to think there was a lot of bands that hit right then that probably would have never had superstardom had it not been for MTV. It just yes. was the luck of the draw of the time. Sure. pushing they you got a video on. Them. And if they're, you know, and if they were handsome gents and girls all of a sudden wanted their poster in their room, you know, because... Back in that day, you know, let's say the late 70s or something, you know, Boston was probably a huge band. But if, if any member of Boston had walked into my front door, I wouldn't know known who it was. That's a very good point. You know, and then yeah. some of those bands are still kind of this way. I, sure. I wouldn't know half of the members if they, would you know, like sat at a table next to me in yeah. a
0: restaurant. Well, I must say, I mean, we're getting off topic with this, with this comment, but when I see and read of current celebrities through social media, media i know this is a sign of my age but 98 percent of them i have no idea who they are mm, the door, no, the door, who's who's popular that's who's
1: right. who's famous for whatever reason
0: <laughs> that's right
1: yes well and too i mean today you know as people are
0: famous for being famous and there's really no
1: substance to right. it but
0: that's a whole nother rant that's a whole nother comment that's nothing <laughs> to do with mtv yeah well that's fantastic to hear of your strong connection to mtv and uh, what other stories of MTV have you got? It sounds like you're a treasure trove of M- MTV
1: stories. Well, again, I mean, I, it probably couldn't have happened, you know, me just coming into a teenager. I was their demographic yeah, and sure. carried right through. Um, and then you'd have, you know, people would you know, kind of get together and be there for, like, a world premiere video. Yep. And they would tout it for days, if not a couple of weeks ahead. You know, be tune in, da, 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 for our you know, world premiere video for Michael Jackson. We're going to be showing, you know thriller yeah. okay you know uh, well and look what that became sure and was what was it john landis that directed that not sure i think it, let's say it was john landis but, i could be wrong if i know, am i'm sorry
0: that thriller but, video well that's you know if the gentle listener wants to correct us, by all means do so but that thriller video was absolutely groundbreaking wasn't yeah. it and it was a major director <laughs> yeah.
1: doing it and it, obviously the quality shows but that was a thing it was like you know eight o'clock on thursday just tune in for a world premiere video and they would make a big to-do of it and then later, you know, as the years went by, as you got into the late 80s, you started seeing the other shows. Like, they brought in a game show called Remote Control. Okay. And, you know, it was still, you know, edgy, and a lot of times it would have involved music and stuff like that. So there was a connection there. And But the funny thing is, you know, and there was a, a young gentleman who would, would run around and do funny things on the show. And you may have heard him. It's called Adam Sandler. <laughs> Very good. So you know you're seeing this yeah. young guy who, who now is a you know multi multi millionaire. It worked out okay for him. I yeah, I think he's, his his career has gone on pretty well. And they started doing they would be at M, they would be MTV at Spring Break and they'd be down at Daytona Beach. Okay. Filming Spring Break for two weeks. Uh, in fact, I was down at one of those one time. It was it was Spring Break of must have been '88, and I was my first year of college and I came back to Florida for. Spring break, you know, I just had the time off, so I came back, and I, I hooked up with a friend of mine, and we said, we're, you know, we're obviously going to go surfing while I'm down here, so we drove over from Leesburg. We probably ended up in New Smyrna, which is where we like to go, a little less crowded than Daytona, but we're like, you know, surfed more, most of the day, and I was like, you want to drive down into Daytona and see what they're doing? Sure. Yeah. So we did, and we drove down, and they're always at some major, you know, like a regular hotel, and I remember we kind of walked, and a pool was just insane. There people everywhere, and... The, one of the VJs, downtown Julie Brown, was always like the big, one of the big hosts there. And I think we saw her up doing something. And one of the guys that was on the show, head of the class, walked by us, you know, heading to his next, you know, thing he had to do or something like that. Yeah. But uh, so, I, you know, I wasn't on camera or doing anything crazy. But uh, we were there at the pool for yeah, an afternoon with uh, watching sure. the craziness.
0: Now, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong here, was it MTV that started to sh- produced in the Big Brother show is that an MTV show
1: you what you're thinking and I'm leading I was leading into this what you're thinking of is the real world okay which that was let's say early 90s I don't think it was 90 it might have been 91 that really that was a groundbreaking show and it was it was pretty darn good it really was the original one started off in New York City six people six to eight people I think it might have been six and they put them in a, in a loft. They didn't know each other. They're from all different backgrounds, yeah. and they filmed it. You know, most reality show now today, everybody says it's all scripted behind the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. I really don't think the real world was, at least in those days. And it was, it was. We watched it. We watched it quite a bit. We taped it, and you know, that way we always had, yeah, had every one, and we could go back right. and watch them. So it was kind of, kind of a big deal, and it led on to multiple things. But it, I don't think any of the any of the series or the years or locations were ever as good as the original.
0: Yes, and I, we've used ground, the phrase groundbreaking <clears throat> two or three times already, this morning already, talking about MTV, but was the real world, is, that, is was it a groundbreaking show? Had anything been done like that before? Or was I that, don't think so. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think uh, they might have taken the cue from some show that, may, who knows, maybe there was an English show that was a, a live thing that they might have picked up on. I don't know I can't think if they were it the it very first, yeah. but yeah. it was it was such a big deal here, and it led to, it led to. I'm sure it led to all that you're seeing now right. as reality TV. Sure. And of yeah. course, it's a gem for the uh, for the network because it costs so little to produce. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you're not paying. Yeah. These aren't stars yet; um, yeah. they may become, but if you pay them nothing, there's simple film and edit, and boom, you've got an episode got of the a TV can. show. So yeah. I'm sure they just went bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and once they saw the ratings, and the you know had it been you know no interest
0: in it, none of this would be happening now, and we all would have been better off. Yes, I mean even in my limited twenty years exposure to the television world, I can I can say that if you ever presented a, a TV show idea to the suits of a TV network and said, "Hey, we don't really have to spend anything, and we're pretty sure it's going to be very successful," I like that idea. Yeah, <laughs> we
1: well, at least give it a green light <laughs> to try.
0: <That's> right. right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I can't Dallas So that's early '90s. Um, continuing on, and I can't say when it happened, or if I'm sure it was a slow burn. When it just went down the tubes, just it. MTV became what it is today, and it's just a shell of what it was, and there's there's no substance to it anymore. I mean, it's just these. Gosh, in sound, my opinion, you sound so downbeat when <laughs> so, you're saying it, even aww. in the tone of your voice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just. <laughs> Right. And I said years ago, and uh, when all this kind of stuff, I said, why on earth do they not just create MTV, keep it the way it is, and create MTV2, yeah. and then play all that stuff on that? Well, they did create MTV2, and it just, both of them just got to be what they are. And no videos, no music connection hardly at all, mm. and I don't even pay a bit of attention to I can't tell you the last time I watched it. Or even turn to it for. Well, now
0: reason. you're a grumpy old man who oh, doesn't, so want, so? doesn't want people on, on, on his lawn. I mean, that's the problem with both. <laughs> Back people. in my day, I, I'm afraid to an extent it is that, but uh, I do agree with you. Things do change, and things sometimes change not for the better from a certain perspective. Yeah, but like I say, as it
1: grew, you know, certain things. Like, again, I think the real world was a nice, you know, it was a, an addition, but again, it was a part of what they did. And you know, they still played plenty of videos back then and and such like that. And it gave artists a chance to you now granted the whole music industry's changed now with downloading and streaming and da, da 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 So there's a whole different genre of it. But you know, they would show concerts and yeah. you know, it might be a whole the Who, you know, maybe a whole Who concert, films wherever, in sure. or yeah. something like that. And they'd just show that for two hours. This is one of the weirdest things. I just I happen to catch it on MTV on a Sunday night from like six to seven or seven to eight or something like that. Do you remember remember the band? Yes, I'm sure. Of course. Well, they had a song called Leave It. Yeah. And the video essentially was just the, I think five guys standing in suits on a white background. Okay. Well, for an hour, they played nothing but that video, but every time it was different. Like the next time they played it, the whole thing was upside down. The (laughs) next time they played it, it would be flipping. (laughs) The next time they play it, it'd be doing this weird movement. Yeah. But, and I sat there and watched, and it sucked me in. I'm like, how many times, how many of <laughs> these? And you gotta think, who, who green-lighted this? Okay, we're just gonna play the same thing. Over, are, we, are we that hard up for filler? No, this is about 85 or 86. There's, I'm sure, tons of great stuff to put out there, but.
0: They were quirky enough to do it. Yeah, that's right. Some stuff works and some stuff doesn't work. And, yeah, Casey, you just hit on, on a formula. It doesn't have to be complicated. The example you've just given is a classic example. If it works, what's that great play? A great quote from John Madden? We've probably used it before. You know, if a, if, an, if a play is working, don't change it until the defense beats it. You know, so if you've got some formula that's working, just play the same video over and over. Why change it? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: just a different uh, a different time and a different era but uh, it was a, it was a it was important important time i mean it's it's not to be dismissed and, and it's one of those that the young these younguns these, these days just will never understand what a big impact this had
0: when generations refer to each other and usually we always look back on the previous generation and say you know we're in a much better place than we were before it's very easy to forget and overlook that I say this about motor racing all the time. Really, is we only got here because we started there. So to be dismissive of what went before Damn. is complete nonsense. Because you you wouldn't have what we have today if we didn't go through what we've done. Yeah, you know, in motor racing you could say anything. Well, it's gosh, the cars of yesteryear were not very safe. Yes, but it's because they weren't very safe that we introduced seat belts. And in Formula One we introduced stronger, stiffer chassis construction, and the halo, and whatever else has come along since. They're all because we started there and we got here. Yeah. And when the current generation are somewhat dismissive of the music industry of 30, 40 years ago, don't do it kids, because in 30 or 40 years time, the next couple of generations will be looking back onto today and say, wow, what are those guys doing? Yeah. You know? It's just the way the world works. You're young, and then you're not so young. And it happens very quickly. Well, I mean, and, and,
1: and two, <laughs> you know, the the technology we have today is, you know, I can pick a song that was, you know, I loved in 83. And all I do is I go right up on YouTube. I can watch that video right now. And if I want to watch it 20 times in a row, I can. Yeah. And back then, you know, it, when you, even you're watching MTV, it may be your favorite video and you just turned on the TV and it's the last, you know, 15 seconds. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, and you're going to have to watch or catch it again right. when it comes around again. Yes, we did have VCRs, but they were pretty, in, I mean, pretty, pretty new and expensive. Yeah, sure, very you know, expensive. Yeah. You know, my I remember my sister and her her family had one in the early '80s, but I didn't get mine until I didn't have one until '87. I'm going to think early '87, and I traded a BMX bike at the pawn shop for it. Did you? Yeah. So that was my <laughs> first one.
0: Yes, I think oh, the the family's first. VHS player was around 83, 84. Oh, well, that's fairly early. And uh, the remote control wasn't really a remote, it was on a cable. Yeah. It was connected to the VCR, I remember that trailing along the lounge floor.
1: But. Yeah, yeah. Our first cable box, when we first got cable in Knoxville before we moved, it was a, a little box that looked almost like an answering machine, and it had like 17 chukunk buttons. Okay. And I still remember 17 was the one. 17 <laughs> had the coolest stuff on it. You know, of course, this opened up, you know, we're jumping back to TV now, but in general, but, you know, you go from three channels to 20. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, your whole, your yeah. whole world has opened up. But it was long before the the MTV days. But whatever they played on Seventeen just tended to be more, I guess, reruns of shows I liked or something. Uh, so
0: well, it was cool. I, I uh, you're always our, you're 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 definitely our music expert between the two of us sitting here at the table. I and mean, I listen to music all day long, but I'm I'm far from expert in it. And but you're certainly our MTV expert. I had no idea you had such a strong, passionate connection to MTV. But again, that's my failing because of living in England and not being exposed to it in the same way. But I appreciate what you've just told me about MTV. That's been very enlightening. Oh, good. I'll give I'll give you another trivia thing
1: you can do with your friends too. Ask them what were the very first words ever spoken
0: on MTV. Ah, well, you'll have to educate me here, then. And, and our gentle listener probably would like to like to learn something, so. Who did say the first words on MTV? How was it introduced?
1: It was, at, well, the person that did it was actually a Warner executive called John Lack. Okay. And the very first statement on MTV was, ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. And then off it went into the, <laughs> the, the rocket launch and the moon man we all know oh, today. But that's that was great.
0: the very first words. Oh, yes. 40 years ago. Wow. Well, you're all over MTV. That's fascinating. Well done. Well, at that point, we'd better sign off, hadn't we? I think we can. Yeah. We're celebrating MTV 40th anniversary and we're coming to the end of 30 plus minutes of this episode of Match (laughs) It and the Other Guy. So until the next episode, it's bye from me. Gives us the time to film our own video. (laughs) Maybe by next week.
1: (laughs) Bye. See ya.